listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 127, where we will be discussing chapter 17 in Clockwork Princess. Only noble to be good. <laughs> it took a second. It took a second because I was on the wrong one. I saw it as I was reading it. I was like, this says 126. I need to scroll down. <laughs> I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> Sometimes I forget to do that. <laughs> you know, That's all right. Details. Yourself right. <laughs> I mean, we did tell people to read the wrong chapter a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. Oopsie daisies. Yeah, shit happens. How was your guys this week? Busy? Great. Always? Yeah. Always. Same. Mm-hmm. I um we got Lincoln a little playhouse for the backyard. Oh. And so we set that up last night. Oh my god, he's so excited. But um we have a pond that's very close to it. It's just a little thing. But anyway, so we have a lot of mosquitoes and right now I am just itching so oh. bad <laughs> cuz I just got eaten alive out there. Apparently the mosquitoes are really bad this year. Yeah. It was We're so crazy. hot last year they couldn't hatch. Oh, Supposedly. that's cool. According to the radio. Okay. I was listening to news radio and that's what they said like a vector control or something I don't know Uh, I I love that there's always the caveat of like well this is the source (laughs) yeah I do that to Amanda sometimes when I'm talking about news is like I only read the headline or like (laughs) I only read the headline and like the first like basically the summary I did not actually open the article I just read the comments oh yeah all the time Just kidding. <laughs> Depending on what it's for, like Jennifer Affleck and Ben. No, Ben. Yeah, Jennifer Affleck now. Whatever. They got married. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not going to click on that news article. I just want the tidbit. Too long. Didn't yeah. read. <laughs> give, yeah. give me the juice. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> That's great. How about you? Anything special? Nope. Just chilling. Play D&D with Robin this weekend. Yep. And our this is our inattentive new- children. Oh my god, dude! Sonic is captivating. Apparently, <laughs> even if you've seen it a couple times. <laughs> Adriana just like laid down on the bench in between her turns, <laughs> and Bryn was watching TV. She or on her phone. <laughs> awesome. Has everyone else still come? This was just us. Yeah, it was just us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Fun. Which my kid is getting faster at like looking up stats and stuff, so it's working. Oh, this was like a practice round. I mean, I wish it wasn't. It was really cool. Okay. It was. I was very flustered because I was DMing. I was very flustered. It be and it's not. It's because it's Robin. Because there's another adult. Because I was not flustered when I when I just DM'd for the girls. Because I'm like they're children. They don't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> Well, and you were in my house, so I'm sure that's kind of different. Yeah. It's all good. We'll get better. Okay. Awesome. Are we that boring? Is that all that there is? I know. <laughs> I, I um, got some. Oh, sorry. You oh, I was just go? going to say I got Bath and Body Works Halloween stuff today because I'm annoying. But I just, I, I this lady walked abide. into the store and she was like, Halloween already. And she's like, yeah, you know, we're always kind of a season ahead here. 
She's like, I don't like it, and it's ugly. I was like, nobody cares. <laughs> Bye. I'm literally wearing a bat shirt, okay? That's <laughs> just my wardrobe anyway. And I'm, like, knee deep. And I'm like, we don't need your attitude here, okay? <laughs> like, okay, listen, I would think that. I would never say it, though. But I just wouldn't go in. I'd be like, no, it's too yeah. early for me. I'm not ready for you yet. <laughs> All the summer stuff oh, I'm was into on that. sale. Like, go in to get your get your right. parents, yeah. girl. Well, because with Bath and Body Works, you buy so much, it takes a whole season to get through it. Uh-huh. You know, like the Christmas stuff, if you buy it during Christmas season, you're not going to be able to use it all. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're going to end up with Christmas stuff during the spring. And who wants that? Who wants peppermint in February? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I do. Have, I love peppermint. I, I have a Christmas one in my bathroom downstairs yeah. and, a, and a fall one in my bathroom upstairs. Mm. Oh, my gosh. You guys are funny. We took the uh, the hot rod out on the maiden, on its maiden voyage yesterday. We were just going to go yeah. for a quick drive and, like, he was just going to, like, take it on the freeway and open it up and stuff and just, like, make sure that everything was good for the car show this weekend. But we ended up going, like, all the way up to Cougar and then making, like, the big loop down through, like, Carson and Stevenson. And so we, we were, like, awesome. we took, like, a three-and-a-half-hour road trip. <laughs> like, impromptu. Did you have a scarf on your head? Yeah. <laughs> no, because my hair was in a ponytail. But I did have, have to have, like, a, a headband because it was, yeah, it was wild. Mm-hmm. But next time I will definitely be wearing the scarf. The whole nine yards. Yes. Amazing. So, well, because it's a, it's a 68, so it's, like, oh, the yeah. right time frame to, like, uh-huh. this is a car I can dress for. Like. <laughs> awesome. But it was great. We drove through the National Forest and stuff, and I was like, see, this is better than any TV show. I just want to watch trees and flowers, and it was great. <laughs> and I didn't have cell phone service. It was beautiful. Uh-huh. Uh, anything else you guys that's great no no I have something to share that someone shared oh, with that's us that's right that's right god why do we forget we talk about it right before we go on and every time I that's forget okay okay so this is someone that sent us a message it is Amanda R and we have permission to share so thank you okay bear with me and I'm sorry you guys know how I do this I'm going to trip a few times you wouldn't be me if I didn't bitches be tripping that's right <laughs> I am bitches <laughs> absolutely all right we have hi guys I finally caught up to your podcast I'm really happy about that but sad that I have to wait an entire week for a new episode I love the last couple of episodes regarding Clockwork Princess I love Kristen's idea of Will Tessa and Jem being a thruple I also love Cecily don't we all uh, I remember really liking her when I read the books the first time, but you guys gave me a new appreciation for her. Her and Gabriel are so adorable. I love Magnus so much, of course. I also really like Woolsey Scott. Uh, I said that correctly, you guys. Woolsey. Woolsey. <laughs> I, uh, funny enough, I, re- I don't remember him much from my first read. I feel silly. Because I also never realized that him and Magnus were dating until I listened to your podcast. Boom. <laughs> Justified. It's uh-huh. the Amanda's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Will exper- experiencing Jem dying was so heartbreaking. I just wanted to hug him and cry with him until we both feel better. 
And that is it. Thank you, Amanda R. Thank you, Amanda R. And thank you for um, being with me there. Team Amanda. <laughs> yeah. We got we got another <laughs> uh, message last week um, from someone uh, sending us a picture of the changed, Maya's age changed in the newest edition of the book. And every time we get one, it's like vindication. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were right. Damn it. That's great. It was mostly it. you. We're nerds. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did not watch yeah. that. Thank you for the sweet message and letting us yes. read it. Yeah. We love we we love that we're able to, like, provide a bright spot in people's days. And, you know, it's nice. And people look forward to it. Like, I know what it's like to binge something and then to catch up. That's a real bummer. <laughs> that is so. Bummer. It's well, so cool that someone's looking forward to hearing us. Right. We were just talking about, you know, trying to go from that place of regurgitating what's in the book and what we've already read and adding some, like, new layer or new insight or mm-hmm. stuff. So thank you for sharing that you found some stuff out, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Oh, my gosh. Well, this one's a doozy. So what do you guys say we cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. Charlotte is being the epitome, perfect, 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 lawful good subordinate, <laughs> pleading to her superior to listen to fucking reason and send the troops out to murder Morty, citing her compelling new evidence. <laughs> Tessa wakes up from her kidnapping to find that she's healed, bathed, and changed. Oh yeah, she's also stuck in a glass prison being watched by Morty. Never one to miss an opportunity to monologue, he takes center stage in his mind and starts confirming all of the juicy teats we've learned over the last few chapters. Unbeknownst to him, he's basically doing his own version of Robin's recap, only his is <laughs> way worse because he doesn't even quote one movie or recite awesome song lyrics. Two out of ten, buddy. Leave this to the professionals. <laughs> He does, however, slip in some new information, like Tessa's clockwork angel necklace. Yeah, literally part angel. (laughs) Anyway, Morty had it tuned to her life in utero to make sure she wasn't going to die, which I think is like a good album, Life in Utero. I don't know. (laughs) Isn't that a, that's a Nirvana album. In In utero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I lost where I was because I got, I sidebarred myself as I was saying it out loud. Okay. And just to prove that he's got a sensitive side, he's had Mrs. Black disassembled for Tessa, which is exactly the kind of thing you look for in a potential husband, Mm. since Morty plans to marry and then breed Tessa to snuff out the Shadowhunter bloodline with her clearly superior attributes. After all of that, Morty is still able to convince Tessa to change into his daddy-o by offering his, his supply of yen fin to Jim. You don't need a crystal ball to predict that this was a big mistake since Morty was able to get his father to give him the last piece of the puzzle to finish his evil plot. Will, on the other hand, has made it to Wales but doesn't get far because he broke his promise and rode Balio so hard he literally fell over. He's able to make out a city in the distance and is able to coax the horse up to go get a much-deserved break. Mm. Fucking liar. Liar, liar, pants yep. on fire. 
you knew. <laughs> you're fucking new. You Why do you lie? Oh my gosh. Okay, guys, are you ready for Kristen's feminist rage? <laughs> my section yes. might as well be called uh, "How to Make Kristen's Blood Boil 101." Love awesome. It. Sock it to me. Yes. <laughs> Gabriel, summoned by Charlotte, enters the drawing room, quickly noticing the draft and the burnout fire in the grate. There's just this line that I... mm. Gabriel wondered why Sophie had not built it up. Too much time spent training. His father wouldn't wouldn't have had patience with that. I'm sorry. She's the... There's only one fucking maid in the house. Uh Uh-huh. Like, but, like... There's literally a line, literally, where they talk about how the shadow hunters build their own fires and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, we've, we've, we've been over this. Apparently, been at Dick Lightwood. Right? Did, well, yeah, he's too good to build his own fires. He wouldn't get his hands sooty. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and plus, he had a bunch of people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just... It, mm. It's like, Gabriel, one step forward, two steps back. But why even think that, you fucker? Sorry, I'm talking over you. No, no, you're yeah. fine. I mean, you're... Yes. Yes. Didn't we just go through this with the Karen at the Bath and Body Works? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say. Don't well, even think it either. Don't think yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Gabriel's sweating like... Uh, he's been called to the principal's office and he has about zero chill. Okay. Cause he's like, what do you got there? Like, it's so obvious he's nervous and stressed out. And he's like, what are you reading? <laughs> and Charlotte explains that it's a letter from the consul, which is not exactly comforting to Lightwood, Mr. Lightwood. Uh, and she quickly shifts the subject back to Gabriel. She explains that she called him, uh, to the drawing room because she was worried about his emotional well-being um and that like maybe he had been neglected among the recent chaos of like everything that's been going on which is probably the dead last thing on the list of shit gabriel expected her to say honestly dude for for real real. (laughs) it's like Like he's going in ready for a fight and then he's like "Uh, oh oh yeah well, it's you're like cool. when your parents scream your name from the other room and you, like, run down. You're like, what? You're like, oh, fuck, what did I do? And they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you want for dinner? Or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, what? Like, don't call my name like that. <laughs> if it's yeah. not serious. I remember this one time I um, so I was, like, 11 or something. And there was a gardener snake in our kitchen. It just got in our house. I don't know fucking how. Um. And so I screamed but bloody murder and my mom came like barreling down the hallway and I'm like, it's a snake. And she's like, don't fucking scream like that for something like yep. that. She's like, I thought someone was murdering you. <laughs> I'm like, there's a fucking snake in the house. I feel like that's justified. <laughs> I cut the tip of my finger off because my kids were like, Audrey screamed in the other room. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And I was just like, you know. Yeah. And I was like, what's wrong? And it was something like, I dropped my waffle. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, these kids need some real adversity. <laughs> yeah. So they can understand what, what, what really constitutes a scream. Okay? <laughs> they need a snake in their kitchen. Yeah. If I'm in the kitchen cooking, do not scream. 
You're always in the kitchen oh, that's cooking, great. though. That's I fair. Mean, that's fair. <laughs> and I also don't like loud noises, as we've discussed. So it's, it's a ploy, all of it. Loud noises. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, oh, where am I? Oh, this poor misguided kid has been without a nurturing presence in his life for so fucking long that he's absolutely bewildered by Charlotte in this moment. Going as far as to question why Gideon is not included, since Benedict was his father, too. He's like, what? why just me? Like, why are you picking uh-huh. on me? <laughs> picking on me, yeah. yeah. Why has everybody got to pick on me? Because you run like a girl and you sit down to pee. What? It's a song for the Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> so, so Charlotte explains that Gideon made his peace with his relationship with his father before he died but for gabriel it was still like fresh and she didn't want mm-hmm. him to think that she forgot about him because you know charlotte's a good fucking person and Lock mr good. gabriel i know you haven't grown up around decent human beings but <laughs> or decent shadow hunters whatever they're still fucking human yeah i don't <laughs> i yeah. don't care what they say about it So he's gobsmacked, arguing that after everything that Charlotte's gone through with Jem and Will and Tessa and Jessamine um, and everyone he cares about, she – what? Oh, and everyone she cares about, she couldn't possibly be worried about his feelings, like, on top of it. Like, I have to be your last priority. Like, what the hell? This doesn't make any sense. Like, this can't be it. You're lying. Well, to be fair, it has been a while. (laughs) Right. She's like, but, like, I have been neglecting you. Like, that's what I – that's kind of my point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like a wounded animal in this scene. He immediately rejects Charlotte's kindness um, in favor of an ulterior motive. He's like, there has to be something else. You couldn't possibly be telling the truth. You have to be – gauging my loyalty because that's the only kind of attitude he's ever known because that's something his father would do right yep the poor mind you of those kids that would like say stuff to you and they're like i was just testing you oh god i've had someone do that to me yeah like who are you who hurt yep. you yeah who hurt you exactly exactly his name yep. is benny the dick yeah um <clears throat> charlotte denies uh, it, but it's almost as if Gabriel isn't listening, isn't listening to her at all, and the dam has broken, and it all just comes pouring out. This kid is so <laughs> fucking—he is holding on by a thread. Like, he really is. Because how old is he? He's what, 16? 16, 17, Yeah. Yeah. Poor thing. Yeah. Poor guy. Benedict was all Gabriel knew after his mother died. And then Gideon and Tatiana left, and it was just him and his dad. And, I mean, really, like, he's clearly got abandonment issues. His dad's the only one that stayed, so he felt obligated, you know, to stay with him after Gideon left for the Institute. Well, you know, their favorite thing to do on vacation, I'm sure, was to take him on a guilt trip. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm just kidding about the last part. (laughs) So he can't just turn off the emotional attachment he has to his father because his dad wasn't a good man, right? Like, that's not how Mm -hmm. feelings work. (laughs) 
mm-hmm. as I learned in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. It took me 32 years to figure it out. I didn't know. <laughs> Charlotte attempts to comfort him again. She's like, she's like, it's okay. Like, you're, it's okay. She tells Gabriel that she knows that he loved his father. And if it helps, she believes that Benedict loved him as well. And I know that sounds kind of crazy to our modern American ears and like the way we are. But I think it makes sense for the situation that he might not be confident in that. Like, uh-huh. father was very cold. Yeah. And it, he was like a soldier to his father. He wasn't, you know, he, I don't think he ever hugged him. <laughs> right. That's so sad. Or if he did, it was like that weird Voldemort hug when he hugs Draco in the deleted scene. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's just super awkward. I'm going to Google it. (laughs) All right. So I've I've got a little excerpt to read for y'all. All right. It doesn't matter because I killed my father, Gabriel said in a shaking voice. I put an arrow through his hat through his eye i spilled his blood patricide it was not patricide he was not your father anymore if he was not my father if i did not end my father's life then where is he gabriel whispered where is my father oh my god oh my god fucking gabriel make me weep jesus christ yep fucking gabriel like so he breaks down and charlotte hugs him being his the strength he needs and there's this line that he it's in his head he doesn't say it out loud when she tightened her hold on him he felt the iron in her grip the strength of her holding him up and wondered how he had ever thought this small woman was weak i'm sorry just a slow clap for the young mr lightwood smashing generational bias like whoa (laughs) whoa (sighs) like break down those old constructs that your father beat into you <laughs> literally <laughs> probably yeah yeah oh my gosh so from there we cut to breakfast um where sophie delivers yet another letter what are you robin what are you doing <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're I'm everywhere, bro. I was trying to click out of it and I was laughing. <laughs> okay, so at first, I had to go back and change this because at first I thought that that conversation happened the night before, but apparently it happened before breakfast. Okay. So it was like early morning. Who talks before breakfast? I don't know. I think they had breakfast like <laughs> later. And how, how okay. if that's the case. How early was Sophie up to make the first fire, fucker? Right? Yeah, right? If it was already going out. Mm. Triple snap in a Z formation. So, uh, okay. So Sophie delivers yet another letter from the console. And when Charlotte finishes, she reads it out loud to the table. And I'm going to read it to you because it makes my blood boil. I'm sorry I'm reading so much. It's just, it's front-loaded, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, dear Mrs. Branwell, an informant whose name you cannot at this time disclose, I would venture a guess that there is no informant and that this is all your own invention, a ploy to convince me of your rightness. (sighs) Anyone that... (laughs) 
I worked in the corporate world. I have had this fucking conversation. Um, not, I mean, obviously not. Like, I have a secret person that's telling me things. But still, like, I've had this fucking conversation. Pray cease your impression of a parrot witlessly repeating march upon catter interest at once at all the hours of the day and show me instead that you are performing your duties as leader of the London Institute. Otherwise, I fear I must suppose that you are unfit to do so and will be forced to relieve you from them at once or relieve you of them at once. As a token of your compliance, I must ask that you cease speaking of this matter entirely and and implore no members of the Enclave to join you in your fruitful, fruitless quest quest fuck sorry if i hear that you have brought this matter before any other nephilim i shall consider it the gravest disobedience and act accordingly this motherfucker (laughs) you know the story of the grinch whose heart grew three sides kristen's nostrils have gone (laughs) she's just like i'm going to murder you Dude, I know I have rage. Like I have this rage inside me that I just, mm, I growled a lot reading this chapter. <laughs> like, <laughs> like seriously growled. I was just angry. <sighs> so this motherfucker, he's like, not only like, I'm not going to listen to what you're saying. I've already told you no. I've made up my mind and nothing you can say is going to change it. But also, I'm going to silence you and how dare you tell anybody else. Like, who do you think you are? Fucking over here playing God. I mean, obviously we don't like this guy and I agree with you. But in his defense, how silly is it to be like, I can't tell you who, but I have more information. Like... He'd just be like, listen, girl, I already, it's like your kid. This is not a discussion. This is a decision. Okay. I already told you no. Get back to work. Yeah. I just, I like. Go back to bed. It makes, it's so counterintuitive to what he actually wants. Because he does want Uh to catch Mortmain. He just doesn't want Charlotte to be right more. So, like, he's Uh purposely neglecting his job by ignoring the field. Like, it's something that. Just fucking, because it feels very, like, C-suite level manager is not listening to the field because he thinks he knows the job better than the field does, but he doesn't. Like, it's a fucking tale as old as time. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You've been so far removed. Oh, God. Anyway, sorry. That's great. Moving on. So when Charlotte's finished, uh, oh, I already said that. Okay. So Henry is just as outraged as I am. Okay. He's angry. For a moment, Charlotte uh, second guesses herself. Like, what if he is right? But Cecily reminds her that she's a bad bitch and Morty is absolutely in Wales. Like, we've got multiple people. Like, Jasmine even said it. Like, uh huh. Come on. It's Gideon's turn to chime in. They all believe that the Magister is in Catter Idris. Uh, the problem is that if the Consul won't listen, then they can't bring it to the Council. And without the Council, they're flying solo. 
Henry, poor sweet Henry, is like a half a step behind as always, <laughs> announcing that the portal's almost ready, and once it is, we'll be able to shuttle loads of shadow hunters in time. Like it'll be just like super, super quick. Charlotte's like, yeah, but we don't have any extra shadow hunters. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, because the console is like silencing us from even discussing the matter with anybody else. Um, and if they do, they could lose the Institute. Now, Cecily is there to swoop in with her righteous anger, challenging Charlotte by asking her if her position is more important than doing what's right for Will and Tessa. And this is absolutely some asshole thing that I would say in this situation. (laughs) But probably sprinkled with several expletives. (laughs) Do for real? Um, But you'd be like, Dolores, I'm (laughs) rich. Yep. And I, w- I wouldn't do it with very much grace because that's not who I am. Because <laughs> fuck the rules. You do what's right. <laughs> that's my moral compass. <laughs> I don't care what the law is. With a little revenge. Right. Clearly Listen, from okay, last week. Okay, also, last, I don't mean in real life. I'm talking about fictional characters. Like last episode, I was talking about how Morty totally deserved to kill Aloysius. And I'm like, in fiction. Like, not in real life. <laughs> I don't know, dude. You're going to hex somebody or something. Eye for an eye. Listen, <laughs> my, like, so I I have a problem with road rage. Okay? I'm sorry. This is a sidebar. Mm. And I, like, as a way for me not to lose my absolute shit, I wish bad things upon people but like not horrible like I wish you get I hope you get a paper cut or I hope you lose your keys and can't find them and are late for work like those things Uh but I say them out loud and my asshole in a meeting right my daughter thinks it's the most funny thing ever she's like she dies every time I do it she's like what are you and I'm like look I don't want to ruin their lives but I want to inconvenience them like, yeah. I'm annoyed. So I hope that you get a fucking paper cut and you keep getting a paper cut in the same fucking spot. <laughs> like, Ooh, or when you bite your lip because you're chewing gum or something and then it's mm-hmm. swollen. So you keep biting the same spot. Mm-hmm. Minor I inconveniences. Say, <laughs> I hope there's a cop around the corner. That's what I always say Exactly. To me too. Same. But that's a way better. Mm-hmm. I like to get creative with it. It makes me what feel better. The, the more, the weirder it is the better I feel. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, that was a good one. Pat on the back. <laughs> that's what, that's what she, Audrey was like. I'm just matching energies here, okay? What she oh. said to me in the car today. She wasn't talking to me. She was talking about like uh, something that happened between friends. Uh-huh. Like, I'm just matching energies here. So that's what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. That's so cute. I love that. I'm going to use that. The vibe is off. Dude, and I'm just matching energies real. here. <laughs> love it. So Henry doesn't take too kindly to his wife's integrity being questioned um, in such a way. But Charlotte waves him off, explaining that uh, as head of the Institute, they have quite a bit of insulation. And without that protection, things could get dicey. Like, that's why I'm, I have to consider this. Like, I am best equipped to help them as head of the Institute. Uh-huh. But Gabriel- well, and Cecily's kind of new to the table. So, like, right. that's probably mm-hmm. something she's – and she's got, like – a dog in the fight. Obviously, her brother's out there. Right. right. Yeah. And she needs... And Charlotte's always good about, like, explaining 
Like, uh-huh. I, I love that about Charlotte's leadership style is that she is a really good communicator and she doesn't have a problem. And even when she can't tell them something, she lets them know like, Hey, I can't like, I'll, I'll tell you when it's time or whatever. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't like do the cloak and dagger or like the, because I said so bullshit. Like she's really good at communicating and explaining things. So everyone understands because that's how you gain respect, which is why fucking the console hates her because people love her and hate him because he's a big fat dumb dumb butthead stupid yeah i was gonna say poopy pants yeah all those things um gabriel's had enough though the guilt's been eating away at him and he stands up and word vomits all over the breakfast table he lets it all hang out explaining how the console came and took them him and gideon away and threatened them until they agreed to spy on Charlotte. Gideon of course jumps in explaining that like but we didn't like we didn't do like we didn't tell him any the truth. Like we didn't do it. Like he we said we'd do it but we didn't. And then we just like lied to him. Like we read your letters and like made sure they were opposite. But you know other than that. Uh-huh. Like, like it, it's not as bad as it sounds. And then he just gave up. Um and Sophie backs him up, which poor Henry, I'm not sure his heart can take any more of this shock because he seems to be completely blindsided at every turn. The poor guy. He's like, I did not see this coming. <sighs> He's always in that little dungeon of his. Of course not. Oh, right. The laboratory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sophie gives a little more detail explaining that the console had threatened to basically erase the entire Lightwood name and their sister would be turned out on the street if they didn't give him what he wanted. So, like, that's why they were playing the game. But, like, he gave up. So Gideon interrupts and says, she didn't want to hurt you, Gideon said desperately. Please, Mrs. Branwell, do not blame Sophie for this. I don't, said Charlotte, her eyes dark and quick, moving from Gabriel to Gideon to Sophie and back again. But I rather imagine there's more to the story, isn't there? That is all there is, truly, Gideon began. No, Gabriel said, it isn't. When I came to you, Gideon, and told you that the consul no longer wanted us to report to him about Charlotte, that was a lie. (laughs) I really like how fast everything plays out in that scene. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, Gideon is trying to shield Sophie. He's like, it's not her fault. Like, blame me, not her. Ah! I'm over here, you know, and (laughs) Charlotte's too smart. She's like, wait, this is not the whole story. Like Mm -hmm. there's something juicier going on. Like Gabriel (laughs) looks like he's about to shit his pants. Like for sure. That's not it. (laughs) Well, and you got to say the lie detector test determined that That was was a lie. lie. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Did you know that Maury Povich is married to that like news? lady yeah. Connie Chung. Chung I didn't yeah. know that I did I wikipedia them at two o'clock in the morning the other day because I just had to know why it was a clip very because you saw a tiktok he was on Kelly Clarkson or something I don't know I saw a clip and I was like let me see about this guy <laughs> Connie okay. Chung's on there and I'm like why is Connie Chung with him and you didn't know just, about Maury I didn't know that oh I watched you know that was, episode right? or that season of American Crime Story this week with the guy that killed Versace. Uh-huh. And so I've been on that guy's Wikipedia for a while. Darren. Okay. Okay. Learning about his crazy life. Oh, that one. Okay. Gotcha. And the murders. Maybe DeLoca anyway. with the three dots. 
Nothing. Go on. Okay. Where was I? Oh. Oh. Okay, yeah. So Gideon is trying to shield Sophie. Um, but Charlotte's like, yeah, I, I know Sophie would never betray me. Like, <laughs> we've got uh-huh. girl code. Like, I don't need you to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> and Gideon is rightfully horrified that Gabriel has kept something so huge from him. This feels very, like your parents get a call from the school and you're like, I'm sorry, my kid did what? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say like as a parent, but like my kid doesn't do shit like that. Like, cause it's just not. The phone calls mine I got. Exactly. The things my mom got (laughs) because I was a terrible kid. (laughs) No, you you were just a menace. Yes. I was a menace to society as my husband likes to remind me. Hoodlum. Awesome. A hoodlum, if you will. Um, okay, so Gabriel continues. The consul had promised to cover up Benedict's indiscretions and give them back their estate. It was an offer he couldn't refuse, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what was he supposed to do? So Gideon buries his face in his hands, giving serious, disappointed dad vibes. And Cecily's watching this all go down, like, ping-ponging, like, oh, shit. Like, what is happening right now? (laughs) But uh, Charlotte breaks her silence and is like, oh, that's why you were, like, pissing yourself when I called you to come see me earlier this morning. (laughs) Like, got it. I was wondering why you were so on edge. Like, shit. Henry's had enough. He's about to lay down the law. No one betrays his wife like that. But Charlotte Mm -hmm. stops him and asks Gabriel what he did. Because he's only explained that the consul had proposed, like, what the consul had proposed. Not any action he took. Like, we're still in limbo here. How can she still see straight? Yeah. (laughs) Like, enough to catch that. Because mm, she's not a me. stone guess- cold boss bitch. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I Jesus. imagine, like, even more so back in the day, she had to make sure that she did not show any emotion or any for fear of being labeled, you know, a hysterical woman or whatever. Because at the mm-hmm. time, it was very unusual for a woman to be in power, right? Like, even now, uh-huh. we, we can't get mad in the corporate world without being labeled hysterical or yep. emotional or, you know, whatever, unstable, whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And back mm-hmm. then, it was lobotomies for everybody. Dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. I don't know about in the 1800s, but. Ugh, that that was more, more of like a 1950s thing. But yeah. yeah. I just wanted to say the word lobotomy. So that's what happens. It's horrifying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was well, no, they just at this time they just drug you up with fucking morphine and basically like cocaine in a in a in a cough syrup. Like Amanda It was like not so bad. Doesn't sound terrible. Interrupted hours of four. <laughs> take 18 and call me in the morning <laughs> no i mean four hours i would take four dude four hours of sleep give me oh my god oh. 
So Gabe, Gabriel admitted that he listened in on the conversation with Aloysius and he wrote a letter basically validating everything the consul wanted and discrediting her by saying she was listening to some crazy old man and, you know, all this <laughs> shit. But Charlotte is one smart cookie and she's not she didn't keep her cool this whole conversation just to blow up at the last minute. OK, she picked up on what Gabriel hadn't said. He wrote it. Mm-hmm. But did he send it? And that's all, folks. We'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Just joshing. Okay, so no, he didn't send it. He eventually decided that he couldn't do it. He was so scared (laughs) to be found out, by the way, that he literally had this letter up his sleeve. He's hiding it on his person. I would have burned it. Right. Because they all have fireplaces in their rooms, Right. right? Like. Come on, bro. But maybe he still thought about it. Cecily noticed that he, like, it had been read several times and it had, like, fingerprint smudges and stuff on it. So, obviously, he was going over it several times. But really quick before just that little piece right there from a writing perspective, I love it. I love it when an author gives you that, like, very small thing that tells so much. And, like, you you fully know that he was up all night reading that thing, lamenting over his decision, like just beating himself up and not knowing what to do and all of that. Like, it's just, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I just got a Chef's nerd out. kiss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so obviously Charlotte still hasn't lost her cool. And she's like, okay, but like, why didn't you send it? And Gideon just wants to know why Gabriel didn't come to him. And Gabriel's like, why are you so obsessed with me? (laughs) (laughs) You can't make all of my decisions for me. He's like, basically, I realized that it's like super shitty to put my bloodline before principles. So um, I decided to be a good person. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes on. He's like, I can't make up for being annoying, even though you've been so kind to me. Um. I was just a shithead, basically. But I can tell you that the console will never side with you. So be free, my girl. <laughs> Let your freak flag fly because he put you in charge of this institute because he thought you would be weak and easily manipulated. Yeah. He's like, he gave me the freedom to just basically, like, make up lies about you. As long as it was convincing, he would do whatever he could to convict you. So... Like, they're just going to take Gabriel's word for it, too. Right. A bunch of well, people. They have I don't know. the mortal uh-huh. sword. Oh, yeah. So, like, he was, his whole thing was like, we're going to sweep this under the rug. I'm just going to get it in and out, done right quick, and then move on. Uh huh. Yep. Well, and it's like, so they're not going to trust, like, in the console's eyes, they're not going to trust Will's word. Mm hmm. Because uh-huh. he's a young. Not even of age shadow hunter and right. he's I don't know. They all think of him as like uh-huh. you know what I mean. He's Naughty. a Dale. Yeah, not yeah. exactly. <laughs> but uh, Gabriel, whose dad was literally dealing with demons. Yeah. Diddling uh-huh. the demons. Diddling demons <laughs> That's cool. That's the title. <laughs> Diddling the demons. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I have to read this next part, and it's a little long, but you need it. So, um, Charlotte pressed her lips together, then 
He never had faith in me, she whispered. Never. Henry tightened his grip on her arm. But he should have, he said. He underestimated you, and that is not a tragedy. That you have proven to be better, cleverer, and stronger than anyone could have expected. Charlotte, it's a triumph. I mean, I love him. We stand, so Henry. Sweet. Henry is we do husband material, a hundred percent all the time. Amazing, yeah, love. He loves his wife so, so much. Yeah, Charlotte decides her their next moves will be to act as if the consul isn't a factor. Like he doesn't, he's not here. Whatever. If I'm going to be removed from my, basically like my office, then might as well save some bitches in the process. So uh-huh. regardless of what you shit. do, oh. it's going down. So mm-hmm. yep. let's just coo it up, bitch. Yeah. She's like, mount up. Mount up. <laughs> Regulators. <laughs> it's exactly what's happening right now. So this is a little back and forth that I have here. So Charlotte says, this is not literal. <laughs> Henry, how long until your invention's ready? Henry. I'm super close to having it done, like tomorrow. Gideon. Um, we've seen Henry's invention, so I'm kind of scared to be the first one to use it. Charlotte, suck it up. It's our only option. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously he's like, isn't it a little risky to use it for the first time? And she's like, what? What do you want from me? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. what else do we have? I guess make Henry go first. I don't know. Well, no, he's the only one that can. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like yeah, he's the only one that knows true. how to fix it. So I, I wouldn't want to send him in. We'd have to sacrifice someone else. Yeah. Who do we not like? <laughs> he would have to come back through and be like, guys, where'd you go? <laughs> they send the cat through. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Church is just pissed, dude. He's like, I thought That's you probably wouldn't be experimented would on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a reason you brought me here. <laughs> Oh, poor baby. <laughs> so Charlotte plans to write all of the uh, members of the clave asking for backup. But here is something I found interesting. She says, at once, not the enclave, the clave. What is the difference? So the enclave is like the London shadow hunters. The clave is everybody. Oh, Okay. So, like, Interesting. you've got, like, the New York Enclave. You've got, you know, like, depending on, like, so all the all the London Shadow Hunters are technically under her purview. Okay. Like, she's, like, the I, governor. Listen, there's a moment later in my chapter where I was thinking about the same question sort of thing that I was going to. How are you, how, how are the letters going to get there? How? What's your yeah. plan, girl? Don't know. There are no fire meshes, messages yet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How are you going to do that? They have a hundred pigeons in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to go door to door. I don't Maybe know. Maybe they're going to get Regner to help. Well, Magnus is, yeah, was there. Know. Like, that's what this whole, my whole scene, I'm like, where is Magnus? Wasn't he there helping with the um, portal? Mm-hmm. He invention? was. I don't know where he is now. Maybe he went home. Maybe. Okay. For a shit and a shave and a shower. <sighs> shit, shower, and shave, yeah. He can't poop anywhere but home. Mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. that. I wish, bro. Yeah. Mm. So Charlotte is not sure who of all of the people 
the clave will stand with her, but it's worth a shot. And everyone in the room is obviously like, I'm with you, girl, but that's not that many shadow hunters. So Sophie, she's like, that's six of us. So awesome. <laughs> Great start. Great start. Yeah. yeah. Sophie stands up and she volunteers herself, Bridget and Cyril. And so I get that this part leaves an opening for the conversation about Sophie to ascend, but I think it's a little out of character. I don't know. Anyway, so Charlotte reminds Sophie, she's like, you just started training, though. Like, you don't have much training. And Sophie tries to stand up for herself. And she's like, I've been training longer than Cecily. Mm -hmm. And Charlotte's like, yeah, but she's got that good shadow hunter blood. (laughs) So, and Gideon interjects and says that Sophie is the shit and she should be allowed to ascend. And I just feel like Charlotte probably, I mean, maybe she's being a little protective over Sophie. Like, I'm worried about you dying Mm -hmm. but to me it just kind of feels like like you haven't even been training that long like you think you can hang with us (laughs) i mean i guess so the last time that there was the battle she Mm -hmm. tended to jessamine and didn't fight that's fair bridget cleaned up shop and like cereal did or whatever and she did what she like she clearly should have done that yeah but you know, it, it wasn't. She hasn't shown her all of her skills. Well, and yeah, I don't think Z, Charlotte's yeah. ever seen Sophie fight. Like they've all okay. seen Bridget go ham. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we know Bridget can handle shit. Like she's her two right. shadow hunters. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. I guess that's true. We don't know if Sophie can kick around house fate. <laughs> right. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, well, and Sophie's definitely her to the favorite. Like. Yeah. She loves Sophie uh-huh. like a daughter. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So Charlotte is like, oh, damn, girl. Is that what you want? <laughs> and Sophie's like, uh, duh. <laughs> it's all I've ever wanted, like forever and always. So the plan is to put Sophie forward for Ascension when they get back from this death mission. And Gideon's like, well, I'll I'll vouch for you. Like, I'll sponsor you, basically, (laughs) because people still owe loyalty to the Lightwood family, which is odd because Gabriel was so concerned about his family name. Like, okay, whatever you say, bro. But anyway, Gideon, 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 that's his nickname. (laughs) Get in. Get in, bitches. Okay, I have a question. Okay. I didn't tell me. Didn't, does she, she doesn't need, sorry, I'm trying to like put this, it's been a while since I read the whole chapter because I had read it, so I just read my part. She doesn't need, so, does she need someone to sponsor her or just people to be like, yeah. or can she just go up and be like, hey, I want to do this and like, yeah, we agree. She, she needs to be sponsored uh-huh. by a shadow hunter um, and then the council is the one that decides. If she can yeah. ascend or not. So it's kind of like applying for um, uh-huh. residency in the United States. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But I think a much smoother <sighs> application process. <laughs> oh, right. Way less headache. Probably cheaper, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Gideon says, and I quote, besides, how else can we be married? Ah! What? Um, what? Fucking. Bro has no swagger and everyone is confused and Henry's just like, are you marrying someone in the clave? Like, what's going on here? (laughs) And everyone's just kind of like standing there waiting for him to answer and he is just dumbfounded and can't speak. And finally, Cecily is like, okay, 
everyone out. Gideon and Sophie stay because Gideon starts to leave. And she's like, not you, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> stay here. I was like, okay, I'll leave. <laughs> you dumbass. Fucking dead. <laughs> uh, so eventually everyone leaves the room and Charlotte and Henry go about their business. You know, they're on their mission separately missions and Cecily immediately turns into a giant chismosa and she puts her ear to the door to eavesdrop as I would and after some persuading Gabriel joins her she's like it's your brother aren't you interested and he's like fuck yes I am (laughs) (laughs) so he draws a rune onto his wrist so he can hear better and he starts listening and Cecily's like that's not fair but she technically, I guess, could have done the same thing because she is a shadow hunter. But if she doesn't have any runes yet, that might be like a weird first rune. So is that why? I just want to know why he didn't do the window screen thing. Like they yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe can they see? Would they be able to see it? Or at know. least Gideon, maybe. Not. Um, Supposedly, not when it's Valentine people were trying to. That's add right, that Daddy Luke blackmail it's not his name yeah why Why Black's do you just want to was he just trying to give them a little bit of privacy like he's like i still want to hear right. what's going on but like i don't need to see it <laughs> i don't right. think so i don't you think it's just we need to do something different and not do the same thing every time we're eavesdropping right um, no i think it's <laughs> showing because, off um he is a member of the beatles oh and, and he wants to like, hold her hand, hold hand. <laughs> oh yeah uh-huh. I like it. Okay, so I had a thought while I was um internally thinking about this question, and it is that Cecily doesn't have any runes, so couldn't she get jiggy with a with a greater demon and have another Tessa? <laughs> Just has she not been ruined yet? Doc? I'm sure she has at this point. Uh-huh. You think? I think they would yeah, do it as soon as Do you think they would have she... had a ceremony? I, I mean, I don't, they don't need to, and she's older. So, mm-hmm. and because she's older, like, because you're supposed to get your, your first rune, like between the ages of like 10 and 12, right? I think so. Oh, okay. and the older you are, the harder it is to have your first rune. Like more painful? Yeah. Or? And uh, yeah. Oh, okay. And so I think. If if she was like she came there and she's like I want to be trained as a show, I think they would do it right away because you want to do it earlier. Okay, uh-huh. I just she the last chapter she basically it sounded like she had made her decision to stay. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that maybe because she hadn't decided yet they yeah and obviously who knows and who knows because they don't we don't I don't think we get like a definitive answer yeah so. we maybe. haven't as of yet anyway. But yeah, okay. I mean I would yeah. assume that that's how. It's being explained to us. So, yeah, if, if before she mm-hmm. was ruined, if that, like, maybe yeah. that's why, maybe that's why Mortmain was, had, you know, one of the reasons why Mortmain had, you know, a, a finger in the, yeah. in that family and, like, wanted to not, that didn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was keeping an eye on them. Yeah, whatever. Not a finger, not a finger. in the family. <laughs> in, not on either. Yeah. In or around. In or around. On. In, in and around. around. And around. In and around. Oh, <laughs> my God. Anyway. 
Gabriel is making fun of Gideon to Cecily because um, he basically can't get any words out. And he's like making fun of him when Cecily is like, what's the deal? You mad, bro? Like, You mad that he's into a servant girl? Which seems a little unnecessary to me because all he was doing was making fun of his brother for not being able to talk. Like, I just, she jumped it a little bit, but whatever. And um, he's like, I was just making fun of him for being nervous. Like, no, I don't care about that. You know, whatever. I think that um, it's better than what my dad was into. So it's fine. (laughs) Sophie's cool. (laughs) Yeah. And um, Cecily's like, that's not really a nice thing to say about Sophie. Or Cecily says that. I don't know if I could. Anyway. Anyway, Cecily says that about Sophie. Like, she's an awesome person, whatever. And he's like, I know. She's great. She's awesome. She'll bring honor to our family. Like, it's fine. God knows we need it. <laughs> and that's exactly what he said. We we need that. Yeah. And Cecily's like, no, you will too someday. What you did today, like, admitting the truth was brave. And um, this obviously touches Gabriel's feelers because because then he's like, do you want to hold my hand? And then you can also listen to this very private conversation, too. She was super into it. And she's like, it's so romantic. So she closes her eyes. Absolutely. So that she can get caught if anyone comes around the corner. Why would you close your eyes? Get caught. They probably just join the train. Yeah, they the probably train. would. <laughs> join awesome. the train. Yeah. I'm a 12-year-old boy. Come on, ride a train. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. We're inside the room now. Oh, And Sophie's flustered. Uh, So she has to go take a seat. Anyway. It's cute and adorable. Um, But the way that she describes how she's feeling is how I feel right after I send an email and even though I checked five times I still have a mental flash of me sending it to the wrong recipient okay 100% she's like flustered and her like palms are sweaty and she's shaking that's me trying to send an email so I mean mom's I know how you spaghetti feel, dog. yeah exactly yeah. okay just checking making sure <laughs> yeah um Gideon starts to talk but Sophie cuts him off saying just how unexpected this all is. And Gideon, along with the rest of us, are like, are you sure? <laughs> I feel like this. I was dropping hints like DJ Khaled. Khaled? Another one. <laughs> I don't know how to I say don't his fucking name. Know how you I think it's Khalid. DJ Khalid. And then there is a, an artist named Khaled also, I think. I don't know which one it is. It's the one that just... I think it's a DJ. For him and he just keeps going, uh-huh. another one. The, the one that... The, the one that just... Never mind. Yeah. Anyway. My daughter saw one of them in concert. Oh, he also only made it to like wing three on hot ones. So whatever. (laughs) What? We get Chris. Chris has got beef. (laughs) I got beef with this motherfucker. I just hate guys like that. He just seems like an asshole. And yeah, you're right. He's all he, he for like that whatever three year period he was just on everyone's album being like yeah like he was like the new little john what are you doing that's that's already yeah. taken <laughs> bud <laughs> sorry i've said my piece <laughs> okay. I, said I don't I said. even listen to that music so like i have no real frame of reference uh, yeah i just know that every time it's another one anyway he's dropping hints hints all the time he's like 
I'm still into you. Anyway, Gideon's very nervous, but he's able to knock this next one out of the fucking park. And I'm going to quote this so hard right now, okay? <laughs> I have two very long quotes, but they're necessary. They are. Okay. Gideon flushed. My dear Miss Collins, he began again. It is true that my feelings for you go beyond admiration. I would describe them as the most ardent affection. Your kindness, your beauty, your generous heart, they have quite overset me, and it is to that alone that I can describe my behavior of this morning. I do not know what came over me to speak the dearest wishes of my heart aloud. Please do not feel obligated to accept my proposal simply because it was public. (laughs) He then goes on and like finishes like the embarrassment should lie on me. It's all me. And um, Sophie, Sophie, sorry, Sophie's. Damn it! Stay up, microphone. Uh, girl, what are you doing? Did you see that? Push it back, like um. Push it real good. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Down. Okay. <laughs> Sophie's face starts to turn reddish, and she's clearly, like, it says that she's annoyed. And she replies to that masterpiece by telling him um, that what he said is all good, like, cool, but you haven't actually proposed. (laughs) You made a declaration, but you didn't ask me. So as Brandy would say, almost doesn't count. Oh. Yes. Literal chills. I love it. (laughs) Oh, what am I doing? Um, On the other side of the door, this is why I was laughing so hard earlier, Gabriel is doing that 90s movie thing when someone gets sent to the principal's office. (laughs) Ooh. And he's, like, super stoked that someone is putting his older broham in his place. Okay? He's into it. Yeah. Cecily shushes. Shushes. She's like, shut up, bitch. Anyway, and she squeezes his hand harder, telling him to be quiet because the good part is starting. And she wants to be able to hear all the cheese me. Yeah, you can't pause this, man. No yeah, DVR here. There's no there's no going back. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine Gabriel, or sorry, Gideon, wrong G. I imagine Gideon is like tucking on his shirt, like preening himself. Although I'm sure in actuality, like his shirt's probably tucked in. But like, I digress. That's what's in my mm. mind. And he's like, very well. A proposal you shall have. So Gideon walks the length of the room and like kneels down on one knee and reaches out for Sophie's hand. And Sophie has this internal thought, internal, that she wanted to make this a core memory. So that way she could flip back and replay it whenever she wanted to. And I love that for her Mm -hmm. and not in like a Schitt's Creek way. I really do love that for her. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, ladies. Did we go through this already mm-hmm. on air? Like, what was your proposal like? Like, I, I'm cutting this know. moment at the feet, and I don't care. Have we done this? I don't think so. Amanda, you go first. You've been married the longest. <laughs> Andy never actually proposed to me. <gasps> it is a running joke with us. Yeah, we just decided to get married. We were both very in love and just were like, we should get married, and we just talked about it, and we did it. Oh we never gosh. actually got engaged, like, technically. We told people we were getting married, and that was that was it. Yep, we've been together 15 years, and I make fun of him for it all of the time. <laughs> I guess I could do it. 
I suppose. Yeah. But now it's a thing. So right. Yeah. Right. It, it, yeah. It, you've been married for like ever. So yeah, we've been married 14 years uh, this October. So <laughs> what about you, Robin? Um, the proposal was in the parking lot of a church, but I did get the one knee and the mm-hmm. ring and everything. So that was Aww. very sweet. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, because I was like, I don't remember your proposal story. I don't think. I didn't. I I hadn't remembered it. So I was like, okay. Amanda's? No. No, Robin. (laughs) I'm pretty easy. Yours. Oh, yeah. It was, we like had just finished Adriana's like baptism stuff for church. So we had like got all this stuff situated. That's right. And my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law were there. And they, everybody knew what was happening, of course, except me. And it was very cute. Aw. That is cute. So cute. Uh, mine was on on a boat, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Boats and hoes. We were uh, we were on a cruise. Um, it was on Valentine's Day. So, which the reason he did it on Valentine's Day is because it's the last thing I would have thought he would have done on Valentine's Day because we're not Valentine's uh-huh. Day people. So it was like uh-huh. a subversion. <laughs> so he awesome. He brought me. We we went back down. I had gotten super burned at the pool that day so we had gone i thought you were gonna say drunk no i don't know why (laughs) no so we went back downstairs or we went into our room and he's he's like go to the bathroom and i'm like what he's like go to the bathroom and he turned out all the lights and i was so i couldn't see anything and i was just in this like tube bathroom in our fucking like (laughs) our cruise (laughs) and i i came out he made me close my eyes I came out and he turned on the lights and he was down on one knee and he had a, a book made that said, marry me. Like, uh, the pages are folded to look like, Oh yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. It was very cute. Very cool. When Mm -hmm. you said like, it's an inside joke. So Jason and I didn't say I love you until the day before we got engaged. And (laughs) cause we were really drunk. And we were like going to bed and he said, there we go. He said, I love you. And I was like, I love you too. And he's like, damn it. I ruined it. I was like, what? And he's like, nothing. Go to bed. And I'm like, what is he talking about? And then the next day I realized what he was talking about. Right. So it could be a joke. I love it. That's great. Awesome. I forgot to mention on mine to make it a little bit, whatever. Um, I had um, one of the first dates we went on. Um, he made me a paper ring out of a napkin holder, Aww, and he had nice. it with him. Oh, that was very sweet. That is so. He sweet. kept it after we had been together for like six months. Andy and I, um, we went. Andy had won a trip through work to go to Spain, and um, we went. Obvious, he brought me because obviously we were dating, and um, we went and sat on the beach, like literally on the coast of France. Aww whatever it was the it was amazing and beautiful and we had did all of that and we had already talked about getting married but we were like this is the story we're gonna tell people where we got engaged here and stuff <laughs> I love it I love yeah, it it's fine it's so gorgeous and amazing and it would have been perfect but we had already talked about it so right oh, that's funny. <laughs> anyway so if you ever hear me tell that lie that's why <laughs> <laughs> got it <laughs> oh my god I love it okay love I'm it. sorry that like this is a big part of the book but I just I had to we had yeah. to yeah. okay 
So that was our proposals. This is Miss Collins. Not to be Miss Collins for much longer, hopefully. <laughs> okay. It goes like this. Gideon is knelt down with his hand in her hand. And um, he tells her, quotes my goats. Um, sorry, I'm, I took a... I'm going to quote from the book. Anyway. My dear Miss Collins, he said, please forgive me for my untoward outburst. It is simply that I have such, such strong esteem. No, not esteem, adoration for you that I feel as if it must blaze from me every moment of the day. Ever since I came to this house, I've been struck more forcibly each day by your beauty, your courage, and your nobility. It is an honor I could never deserve, but most earnestly aspire to you if you would only be mine. That is, if you would consent to be my wife. Oh. Oh my God. I know. Jesus. I like that he says consent. (laughs) Me too. Consent is key. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she tells him that she loves him. And yes, she will marry him. Aww. I've so got goosebumps. They, I know. They got engaged without saying they loved each other either. <laughs> yeah. You could have been. <laughs> Be like Gideon and Sophie. Could have been. Well, because it's like, it's at, at that point, like we had been together for like a year and a half or whatever and we lived together (laughs) like it was the joke like it drove everyone around us nuts and that was like the best part right yeah (laughs) obviously (laughs) who's gonna break oh my god I love Gideon so much in this I know he's just so so, sweet (sighs) by the way Sophie also asked him like if he basically was like practicing that in the shower <laughs> like like have you been practicing that and he's he says that it was off the cuff okay so we just gotta like believe his word Aww, that it was his feelers got him yeah and so after she says that she will marry him Gideon reaches down and kisses her and then they have this sweet moment until Bridget's song <laughs> wafts their way like in from the kitchen this time it's a song about newlyweds who died the week they got married <laughs> So fresh. It's always so fitting. Oh um, Sophie's like, hold on whilst I go kill a bitch. <laughs> on the other side of the door, the upside down. It's not. The left side out. I don't know what side they are of the door. That was not funny. Anyway, Cecily's swooning from the romance and Gabriel's smiling at her. And then he takes another look and he's like, are you crying? <laughs> Except he probably didn't say it like that. But my husband does this every time we watch a Stad movie. Are you crying? Yes, I am. Uh, I am. Uh-huh. A s- Absolutely. Oh, a sad movie. I thought you said a stab movie. I'm like, what the fuck's a no. stab movie? <laughs> a horror flick. Yeah. Yeah. She's scared. <laughs> I am crying, okay? <sighs> well, of course. Come on yeah. now. Anyway, Cecily is like caught up in the moment okay and she's noticing how cute he looks when he smiles and that he smells kind of nice and they're still holding hands 
And then she suddenly is like, okay, I got to go feed my cats. Bye. <laughs> I'm out. And he's left to just be confused calling after her. But we get to know what's up. And it's a letter oh. from Cecily to her rents. Sorry. I obviously read this last week on accident. So I thought this happened last week. I talked about it a little bit ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> fine. It's fine. Um, so she starts off by telling them that she's tried to sit down and write to them many times, but she just wasn't able to do it. She was guilty for being disobedient, and she didn't want to face those feelings by seeing them written down on the page in front of her. Once she'd grappled with that, um, she was just really homesick. She missed her parents and the beautiful greenery and, like, the land. London's, like, really gray and dullish and drab and, like, the air is choking and, you know smog she's like got the black lung ma (laughs) and um she was just so lonely um but uh, she wouldn't have been able to tell them that because it would have been like you made your bed now lie in it type of situation so she's like i'm not gonna do that and then after that this is like her stages of grief okay she was sad her plan was to go out to london and bring will home and she wanted to make him see where his duty lied but Will has his own idea of duty and honor and the promises that he's made to other people. And she realized that she wouldn't be able to bring him home because, quote, he's already there. <laughs> I, I kept quoting it, but I'm not going to. And I didn't realize. I thought I was actually quoting the book. But I quoted song lyrics. <laughs> it's not a real quote. It's Lone Star. Okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> It's not. It's not in the book. (laughs) Take a look around. Sorry. The sunshine in your hair and the shadow on the ground. That is creepy. Okay. It is. It is. Anyway, how was she supposed to like slap them with that news? Like, Will doesn't want to come home. Will is home. After that, okay. Then came the happiness. And she knows that it might sound strange to them. And she had a hard time with those feelings too. But as she trained to become a shadow hunter, she could feel the pull in her blood. This is the actual quote. Okay? <laughs> this is a quote. With a serif blade in my hand, I am more than just Cecily Herondale. Youngest of three, daughter of good parents. Someday to make an advantageous marriage and give the world children. I am Cecily Herondale, shadow hunter, and mine is a high and glorious position. Hmm. And can you just feel the second hymn, Feminism? <laughs> it's like oozing off the pages and I am here for it. Okay. She is really standing up for herself this chapter. Redemption from the beginning of the chapter. Mm-hmm. I was just like, as she kept going, I was like, queen of the first men in the Andals. <laughs> like, Daenerys yep. Stornborn. Yep. What? Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah. Anyway, she then says how she knows it's an odd thing for a woman to want glory. But then she asked, um, what about Queen Bess? And was she not called Gloriana? And I had to Google it because whatever. This passage is referring to Queen Elizabeth I. Who's the daughter of Henry I was and <laughs> Anne Boleyn. <laughs> I know we've gone over that before. The drunken mistake. Anyway, Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn, who ruled England in what many people thought was like a golden age. 
and who, according to Wikipedia, has this freaking BAMP quote from when she was ill, okay? So I'm reading you, I'm citing you Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) In March, Elizabeth fell sick and remained in a settled and unremovable melon colony and sat motionless on a cushion for hours on end. When Robert Seal, Cecile, I don't know how you say that. Cecil. Told her, huh? Cecil. Cecil. When Robert Cecil told her that she must go to bed, she snapped. Must is not a word to use to princess to a princess, little man. <laughs> just a bit, just a bamp, okay? Little man. <laughs> That's your history lesson for today, folks. Okay, we got one last week. There's the one this week. Back yeah. to Cecily, who says that she didn't know how to tell them that she was choosing glory over peace after all her parents had sacrificed to keep them away from the fighting and the danger of hunting shadows and she didn't want to break their hearts and now finally she's come to have an understanding of what it truly means to love something more than you love yourself jim and will perhaps (laughs) and she knows that deep down all her parents ever wanted was for her to be happy and in distancing themselves from the shadow hunters and shielding them from like the shadow world the Herondale children were able to have a choice, something most other shadow hunter children would never have. And she's very grateful that they did what they did because to choose the shadow hunter life means a great deal more than being born and forced into it. Jessamine Lovelace life taught her that lesson. Okay. Listen, I Mm -hmm. feel like this is the most unrealistic thing about this book because Cecily's only 15 and like you don't usually come to these terms until you're like 25 (laughs) and go back to your parents and be like ah thank you I get it now yeah I get it I get it I feel like I also said Jessamine's name weird so sorry about that I did not notice beautiful okay I thought you said it the normal way I agree that this is I'm into it, but I maybe she's been like, you know, having like, I'm trying to sound like a big kid. This is what I'm going to mm-hmm. do. Anyway, um, she finishes. Beautiful. Sorry. Yeah. Go for it. It's fine. Okay. She finishes with the heart wrenching note to her mother that she knows that her ma'am feared that the shadow hunters would turn Will into a heartless person. But it just was not the case. He's unchanged, loving, and is loved. And he loves them, and so does she. And she signs with, remember me, for I will always remember you. Because now she's not allowed to see them anymore. <sighs> so hard to get a letter like that from one of your children. And then, the last one. Right? Obviously, there's piano music. And then there's <laughs> dogs on the screen. And Sarah McLaughlin's there. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> will you? Remember me. <laughs> don't let your life pass you by. Oh, God. I think she says weep not for the memories, but I don't know if that's yeah. actually what it says. Anyway, if you're sitting there saying to yourself right now, you know what this chapter needs? More letters. Well, you'd be in luck because we've got one more. Okay. <laughs> it's your lucky day today. So this one's from Charlotte to quote the members of the clave of the Nephilim. Okay. And I got really exhausted from writing out everything. So this is, this is 20, what are, what are we in 21st century? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. This is not actually what it says, but we're just doing it this way. Okay. So Charlotte, this bitch, is airing out for all the world to see and calling the console. Thank you for that, Kristen. <laughs> out for being a total asshat. She's like, listen here, fellow fighters. I've done told this stupid ass motherfucking man what's going on with Morty. <laughs> and he's in Qadar Idris and he's willfully choosing to ignore irrefutable evidence. On the other hand, my amazing husband, you might have heard of him, Henry Branwell, renowned inventor. <laughs> yeah, he's made it possible that we will be able to get there like super fast and effectively. With that being said... <laughs> Sorry to say that I'm going to have to leave the Institute undefended because me and my crew are going to roll out and even lay down our own lives to stop Morty. If the consult Josiah Whalen <laughs> can be roused to get off his ass to actually do something, he could send some guards or like whatever to watch over an empty building. Because all nine of us, three of whom aren't even shadow hunters, by the way, but mundanes who've been trained at the Institute, have volunteered to fight alongside us and are going to do what we can. We're not, like, super hopeful, but we're going to try to make a difference. The consuls made it clear that I'm not in a position to command the Shadowhunter forces, but if there are any of you out there who feel how we do and know that Mortmain must be fought, make sure you come to the Institute tomorrow at midday. Okay, bye! (laughs) (laughs) Deuces! Love it. I can't wait. Uh huh. I thought this was. Let's get down to business. (laughs) Our notes at the bottom of your thing, I thought were you continuing. And I was like, what's wrong? I did say that. (laughs) Awesome. So, yeah. We do this thing when we're, when more than one of us is writing their, their script at the same time, we'll type little notes for each other. And then we leave mm-hmm. them in, and then we almost say them on air. <laughs> Sorry. And this one said yeah. R, like XD. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh. Make sure that you've read chapter 18 for this alone, next whistle. <laughs> for behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.